Welcome to this week's Facebook Live. So this week we're talking about how to effectively stop watchdog barking. So if you have a dog that tends to make a lot of loud, if you have a dog that tends to make a lot of loud noises, um, this session is for you. We'll be discussing um, some proven strategies and techniques that'll help you resolve this issue. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So my name is Pamela Brown. I'm a professional dog trainer. I have several years of experience with this. And so I want to share with you some valuable insight to curb watchdog barking, as well as answer some of the questions if you want to drop them in the comments as we go along. So first and foremost, you want to understand watchdog barking or barking in general. When I, when people, um, or when, not people, but if when you call me and we talk about watchdog barking, it's not something that ideally a family with a dog will call and say, hey, you know, my dog's doing watchdog barking. Usually what I'll hear is like, hey, you know, I need help my dog's barking at everything. There are various types of barking. Um, just keep that in mind. But today we're just talking about the one, which is watchdog barking. So let's go through what that is. So first, um, essentially to get to the root of watchdog barking. So dogs have a natural instinct to alert their owners when there's a perceived threat. So let's just keep that in mind. So while this behavior can be like, you know, a nuisance and things like that, it can become excessive and bothersome. So what watchdog mark barking means is essentially, you know, when, you know, you see this window back here, your dog's looking out that window, they may see a person walk by, a dog, it could be anything walk by and they start barking. We call that watchdog barking because they're watching out the window, they could be watching from a fence, they could be watching from anywhere, but essentially whatever they're watching is causing them to bark. So what I want to do is give you some tips and techniques and talk about how to work through this. Cause like I said, there's various different types of barking, but let's just talk about walk, watchdog barking and um, working through that. So you want to make sure that, especially if you have the younger um, dogs, like the puppies and stuff, we, I always, I'm big on socialization. So you want to make sure first and foremost, just to get ahead of things that your dog is properly socialized, that can make a key difference to everything. And what that means is introducing your dog to various sights, sounds from an early age. So that way it can reduce the anxiety and sensitivity um, to the stimuli as they get older. So the earlier you introduce your dog, take them out and about to different areas and have them surrounded by different sounds and things like that, that's going to help reduce the barking. And so they're not barking when they get older. So we're talking about early on, like stuff you can do, not stuff you could do right now, but ideally get them on up and up when they're a puppy desensitizing your dog so gradually exposing your dog to with their barking at um um, to desensitize them. So the key thing about desensitizing your dog, you want to start with low exposures and then gradually um, increase to something more comfortable. So let me give you an example. Um, for instance, if your dog is, um, let's say your dog is not exposed to the city life because you live in a small town or whatever, and you plan to take your dog to say, even an event with a lot of people and things like that, you just don't want to take your puppy or dog to an event because then they're going to be overstimulated and start at barking but to prepare them for that loud event, what you would want to do is take them to maybe a park area where there's not as many people or 
um, a, a lot of stimuli and just walk them in that area first where there's less stimuli, less people, less dogs. And then once they're comfortable there, because they're not like looking around, they're not semen on agile barking and things like that, then you can move to another location where there's um, more people, more dogs, or wherever your dog is barking at. Keep that in mind. It doesn't have to be people or dogs, but essentially start off in an area with low stimuli and you can build that up. Um, if you're thinking like me, like, well, you know, I don't get out that much or whatever it may be. There's also a good way to do this is YouTube. And um, I do this all the time in sessions um, because we're not going to get out um, all the time with the dogs is I'll have the families um, Google, like say the dog's afraid of like, you know, um, loud trucks, right? Google loud trucks, you turn that on at low volume. And what you wanna do, we're gonna talk about this next, which might as well go right into it, is positive reinforcement. You're gonna treat your dog while that sound is playing because that's gonna help desensitize them because what they're thinking is like, hey, I'm scared of this truck, but wait a minute. Every time this truck noise comes on, I get wonderful things. So maybe I should be looking for this truck noise, you know, or sound like that. And that's how you start to desensitize them is you want to make it so that it's less scary. Um, for instance, if you were afraid of a spider, right? And say someone, if I was talking right now, I'm afraid of spiders and a spider just dropped in front of my face right here, I will be more likely to jump back and startle and start, well, if I was a dog, I would bark, right? But if I seen a spider back there, over there in my window, I will probably be like, you know what? I'm a little afraid, but not too afraid. So that's how desensitizing works. You start with a low volume or away at a far distance with as low stimuli that you can work your way up. And that helps with um, barking and watchdog barking as well. Going back to positive reinforcement, a lot of times we're busy. Fam's a, I have kids too. I'm a busy mom on top of a dog trainer. But we always want to ensure that we reward our dogs for the good things they do, not just for, you know, calling a trainer like myself. Like, I need, of course, call me if you need help, but just be mindful. We want to reward them for the good things they do. So when your dog isn't barking, when you see that calm behavior and things like that, give your dog a treat, give them a praise on the head so they start to want like, hey, especially for watchdog barking, like, I don't have to bark for things. Um, dogs sometimes, well, you know, I don't mind if a dog barks once because, again, they are alerting you, but then they can come back to you and like, hey, you know, look what I saw over there. So just rewarding them for calmness and praising and things like that, rewarding for the good behavior. Um, another thing, distractions. I love this, right? So I was working with a corgi yesterday and with a family that has two kids, busy mom. She's extremely busy. They have construction going on in the house, right? And what I was called in for is my dog barks at everything which is fine, but to a trainer, when I come in, when I hear everything, I wanna know what everything is. So if you're gonna call someone like myself, don't worry, we'll work through this together, but when I hear everything, so what I did with that mom is we sat down together, what is everything? To start listing off like the number one things the dog barks at, come to find out the dog barks at her opening the door, um, barks at his shadows, barks at the construction, barks at people walking by. So of course, in a person's head, that is everything. But my job is to go in there, figure out which one's the most bothersome first of all the barking. Is it her opening a door? Because that's happening a lot. Are people coming by? So what we did yesterday, and you can check this out on Instagram because I did do a live during this session um, with the dog barking, and we worked on desensitizing him to opening and closing the door. And by the end of the session, he didn't care whether I was coming and opening and closing that door because he's like, 
wait, this is wonderful because I get positive things. So be sure you check that out on Instagram Live. It should be not live. Um, I went live yesterday during a session. So go to Instagram and check that out um, with the bargain and how I resolve that issue. But again, um, back to distraction. So the mom is busy, right? And so what you want to do, because of course, when I go in, right, and I work with families, the first thing I think about is what's going to be easiest. We're all busy. I'm busy. So I want to make training easier for you. So of course, ideally, when we talk about watchdog bark, and the first thing I like to do is start to train a solid recall. So if your dog's going towards that fence or they're at the window and you're working from home, you can call them back, right? But I have to think about it this way. The mom's busy. They have to keep, she has to keep an eye on a five-year-old and a three-year-old in the yard that's not completely fenced in. So, you know, watching a dog's going to be additional task. So you want to be sure that your dog has distractions. So this is on the video as well on Instagram. What I did was introduce something called sprinkles and you can do this too. It's really, really easy. So what you do is you take some, either some treats. I love using Parmesan cheese in a green can because what that does is it's really, really stinky and smelly. And what that does is get the dog sniffing and sniffing is extremely exhausting for a dog. So what I did yesterday, I didn't have Parmesan cheese, but I took some treats. I just crumbled them up in the grass and guess what happened? The dog just went off and they sniffed and searched for treats. And that's something you can do if your dog is watchdog barking in the yard is put some treats down in the yard. Let them explore, let them sniff, let them get some enrichment out because by that, and if you see the video, by the end of the session, they'll just lay in there like, oh. This is exhausting. So just making sure you have something for your dog to do. It doesn't have to be them searching for treats, but I find that's the easiest thing to do where, you know, it gives the dog something to do. You can focus on the kids or something like that. You can always, I love doing Red Rover with the dogs and the kids too. That's another episode of this live. Um, Watch dog barking. Again, obedience training. I just talked about training your dog a solid recall. That's always helpful to call them from a window, call them from the fence. Um, one thing I did work on with this family is training the quiet or the speak cue. And so if you have a dog that's constantly like, so so the speaker, um, training them to be quiet um, is usually better off if your dog, believe it or not, is barking persistently like ruff, 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 ruff. Because then you want to wait till there's a pause and then tell them quiet. Um, but that's another thing you can do is teach them quiet. But it does take some time, but it does work. My dog, I, dogs, quick story. Before I was a trainer, I always, you'll hear me say this if you train with me. If you never trained your dog in a day in your life, dogs learn through routine right so if you just keep the routine every single time so before i was a trainer my dog was barking and i used to get so frustrated and i used to give him that mom zip it zip it right and it just caught on so even till this day he is eight years old i can't even give him the mom stare right tell me if you can give your dog the mom stare right so he starts barking really really dude and then he's like never mind or if he just continues i just tell him zip it but he does have an amazing recall since the beginning of time so i can't just simply call him back but i use a, a combination of three like the quiet the mom's there really are you doing this right now no we're not and, and then you know giving him distractions so just remember um um training and, and last thing environmental changes right so 
one thing, so the family I was working with, with the Corgi, they had went away for a while, but with families do, it is summer, I expect this, but I always like to meet before you go away, especially with barking dogs or any type of behaviors like that, just to make sure you're up and up. And so you'll have contact with me throughout. So I met with them in May, you know, June before they left. And then I get a text like, Hey, you know, the dog's barking in the crate and we don't know what to do. This never happened before, but I want you to consider environmental changes. What has changed in your environment? This dog went from being in one house to another and being crated, and it was a little bit too much. And there was like a big family reunion, so everyone was there, and the crate was like in the middle of the living room, right? So I text her back like, hey, you know, move the crate to a different room, put on some quiet music to drown it out. And, you know, I just started, I, I didn't hear her since. So I assumed things went up and up, but I just started the other day. And she was like, you know what? That actually worked. Once we moved this room, moved the crate to a different room and things like that, there was no more barking. So with watchdog barking, you want to think about environmental changes as well. And what I mean is if your dog is um, barking from one room, what I would do is simply close the blinds here that's what i would do close the blinds close access off to the room as well and also just think about the environment and and where your dog's walks dog barking if it's at home then close the blinds but it's in a different environment you may have to do a little bit more as you know getting some distractions going on inside the house so they're not barking so a snuffle mat calm toy or things like that but definitely always taking um to consideration environmental changes. I wanna answer some questions. Um, if you don't have any questions, if you have questions, just drop them in the comments and I'll answer them. If you don't have them now and you wanna drop them in later, this will be um, posted on the page. So you can drop them in there and I'll be happy to answer them. So that is it for our live today. I hope you gained some insight into watchdog barking and how I go about resolving that myself and how you can do it too in your home. Just to recap, remember socialization, getting your dog out early when they're a puppy so you don't have to deal with this later on. Desensitizing your dog gradually with low exposure and bringing it on up. You can use YouTube and get the sound effects there. Also positive reinforcement, praising your dog when they're doing good things. Um, not only, you know, giving them timeouts or whatever when they're doing other things. Obedience training, um, meaning training your dog quiet or speak. You train them to speak so they can't be quiet. And oh my gosh, I'm going to post it on Instagram because I, I totally forgot my dog can speak because he doesn't really bark anymore. But I'm going to show you how I cue him up to speak and then quiet. I'll post a video of that. Um, and also just taking consideration the environmental changes of everything. Um, just knowing that if you change environments, it, it's new to your dog and they may become um, a little bit more barky. So thank you all for joining me today for today's live on Watchdog Barking. I hope you found these strategies helpful and practical um, to remember. As always, if you have questions, drop them in the comments. If you're driving along, be sure to catch me on all podcast platforms, um, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, just positive dog training combos. Just type it into the little um, research bar there. But other than that, I will see you next week and enjoy your day. Bye.